Dear Guillermo, lately I've been thinking a lot about you. I miss you. Sometimes I wonder if you miss me too. Our friendship ended so quickly and I've never given myself a chance to actually process and grieve what we once had. You were my very first best friend. Though I don't remember exactly how we met, I'll always be grateful that we did. However, I do believe we met in the second grade in Miss Gilliam's class. From then on, we grew closer and closer. We even referred to each other as brothers. We used to think we were twins, so we gave ourselves the same name, Chauncey. I honestly have no idea where that name came from, but to this day, it still holds so much significance. We also shared a birthday. I mean, sort of. Our elementary was close to a Goodyear blimp airport, so at recess, we were often looking up and gazing at the blimp slowly gliding through the sky. We agreed that every time we saw a Goodyear blimp, it was our birthdays. So, by the end of the second grade, I guess we would have both been married with children, because that's how many times we saw it. The fondest memory I have of us was when we talked on the phone for the first time. I had just gotten back from watching The Lion King on Broadway with my family and couldn't wait to tell you about the amazing time I had. You had just been given permission to give me your house number a few days before, so dialing your number felt like a privilege. I still remember parts of our conversation. I remember telling you about the stuffed lion my parents bought me after the play along with the t-shirt. You told me how cool it was and that you were glad that I had a good time. Afterwards, I believe we started making plans to sleep over each other's houses. We were talking about all of the fun things we were going to do together. I was so excited, not just for the sleepover, but to have a best friend who I genuinely loved. For my actual birthday that year, you gave me a stuffed chocolate brown dinosaur. I cherished that dinosaur more than anything. But little did I know that I'd soon be tearing it apart in anger because we were no longer friends. We told each other that we would be friends forever. So when your older sister, Apollonia, interrupted our one-on-one -on -one volleyball game after school to tell me that you weren't allowed to hang out with me anymore, I was crushed. When I asked her why, she told me it was because you were on punishment. But even for an eight-year-old, I knew that was some bullshit. It made no sense because we were still going to see each other at school regardless. So I didn't understand why you allegedly being on punishment would affect our friendship. But it wasn't until a little later when I discovered the true reason for you not being allowed to be my friend. It was because your parents thought I was gay. And possibly even because I was black and not Hispanic. Well, they were right. I am gay. But that was no reason to tear apart something that was so innocent and genuine. This was one of the most painful experiences of my adolescence and it contributed to my lack of self-worth as an adult. The image of you being swept away to your parents' sky-blue Toyota Camry has never escaped my mind. I remember coming home that day and crying as I told my mom what happened. She was just as hurt as I was, having to face the fact that people found her son undesirable and unworthy. But I want you to know that I don't blame you for what happened. It wasn't your fault why our friendship ended. The bigotry and fear of your parents severed our connection. I imagine how hard it must have been for you. Your best friend was taken away from you for something you barely even understood. And I know you still cared about me. At least through the rest of second grade. 
I remember sobbing alone in the boys' restroom, singing to comfort myself when you came and hid in the corner behind the entrance door, watching and listening. Though you hid, you knew that I knew that you were there. Thank you for not leaving me alone in that moment. We didn't see much of each other after the second grade. You made new friends and so did I. Well, I tried. We didn't really see each other again until the fifth grade. Our teachers were trying to simulate the middle school experience by having us swap classes in the middle of the day. All fifth grade classes were in bungalows with two classrooms in each with a door conjoining them. Our teacher shared a bungalow, which meant we would be trading teachers in the middle of the day. I from Mr. White to Miss Gilliam, and you from Miss Gilliam to Mr. White. And though we saw more of each other, we still never spoke to one another. There wasn't much of a need to until one day when Mr. White had to leave early for an appointment. My class then had to squeeze in with yours. However, we were still assigned seats, and mine just so happened to be right next to yours. I remember the first thing you said to me, which was also the last thing you've ever said to me, which was, do you still do that singing thing? I answered, yeah, and that was it. We ended up going to the same middle school. Although we never had classes together, things between us were still awkward. There were times we'd be in the same room or the same area and recognize each other, but we'll continue to act as if we didn't. That went on for three years. Then we graduated, went on to high school, and never saw each other again. It's been nine years since we last spoke, and six years since I've seen you last. Now we're both 20 years old, and I'm wondering if you still think about me. I wonder if you miss me like I miss you. But above all, I wish you happiness. To this day, when I drive past, I still look for that sky blue Toyota Camry parked in front of your apartment building only three minutes away from my house. Though we've never had the opportunity to have a sleepover, I know that we would have had fun. Sincerely, with love, James.